0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Thursday, March 10th, 2022. And you're probably wondering, like, wait, it's a Thursday. What's going on? Well, we have our inaugural super special movie review of The Batman, right? This is, once again, the Now Mind You podcast. I'm TJ. I'm Matt. And this is our first review. But we are both super hyped on this movie. And it's definitely in our wheelhouse uh let's get into it before we go any further right we're gonna kind of structure it this way right we're gonna get into a spoiler free summary we'll get into a review full of spoilers and we'll give you guys a little warning when we're about to hit the review and then we'll end it with our rating uh before we go any further let's give a little bit more context to the batman right this movie was directed by matt reeves uh who are the writers matt the writers are Matt Reeves and Peter Craig. And we also got to give a shout out to the cinematographer, Greg Fraser. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into the spoiler-free summary. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you kind of get a sense of what's going on in this movie. And Matt, feel free to like uh, to fill in the blanks too if I miss any gaps. But um, essentially, we are thrown into Gotham where we have a young Batman who's two years in the game. And he's dealing with his first, like, super antagonist in the Riddler, right? We get our Catwoman, we get our Penguin, uh, but the, the, the gist of the movie is it's basically Batman solving these crimes, solving these riddles, and trying to get to the bottom of what appears to be a massive conspiracy. Um, I don't think this is a spoiler, but it's also Batman figuring out his voice, right? Going from vengeance to going into something more. I, I think that kind of like sums it up, no? What do you I think, would Matt? I would say so. Yeah. yeah, we we get, in a way, uh,
1: we get a very early version of Batman. Spoiler-free, obviously. Um yep, but yep, we yep. get an early version. Not necessarily year one, but from, from what we understand, he's been Batman for some time. Enough that he's established enough within the city that
0: they right. know who he is. Right, right. Um. Like, I mean, without giving anything away, like, we now have a bad signal, just to give you guys a sense of, like, where, where things are in terms of his career, right? Um, but that's about it for the spoiler-free summary. Spoiler warning now. Spoiler warning. Spoiler a warning. If you have not seen this movie, or you don't plan on seeing this movie in theaters, but you're waiting until streaming, this right here. This is your warning, right? Pause it or if you want to skip all the way to the end, uh to our rating of the film, do what you got to do. We'll definitely have timestamps in the description, but as of this moment right here, we're going to go into our review, into our thoughts and there will be spoilers. You have I don't been care warned. if you watched it. Listen, you know how mad it is, and to be fair, I'm the same way too. This is why we have a podcast, right? Like we had time. This is why we have a podcast. So, um Hey, it ain't personal, it ain't personal, but this is what we do, right? So, going forward, this is our spoiler for review. Now, um, we kind of have this structured in an interesting manner. Like, we both took a bunch of notes, and I kind of broke it down into four categories, right? We have the story, we have the cinematography, we got the character design, and, of course, some other thoughts. Um, In terms of our notes, they're kind of all over the place in terms of the movie timeline, but let's just get into it, starting with the story. Um, first thing I noticed, especially toward the end of the movie, was how we saw the evolution of the reactions around the Batman figure, right? The start of the movie, you see, like, especially when he's fighting all these, I'm going to call them Jokers, because that's what they reminded me of. Shout out that's Batman. That's basically Beyond. what they are. Um, you have He's fighting all, all these Jokers, and once he fights them, also, a uh, fun fact, that one kid who had the half Joker face paint on—that was uh, the guy who's playing Tim Drake in uh, fucking Titans. But oh, uh, shout, um, shout out to him. I think like Jay Licargo, Licargo or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. shout out to him, like being in, like two different DC, well, two different but the same franchise, right? Anyway, um, Batman quickly dispatches all these people, and you can see right off the bat that his fighting style is not as polished as what we've come to know from the films, um, but homies doing damage like he's truly embodying the terror to crime that is batman right yeah he seems angry yeah yeah it it didn't seem
1: like he was going through like when he fights these guys it's not batman just trying to take care of these guys it was like he was punishing them yeah you know like, like he was hurting these guys man i mean batman hurts people
0: anyway but yeah, I mean, he seemed specifically really pissed off. <laughs> it was on some MMA type, like, I'm not stopping until the ref pulls me off, but there's no there ref. There is no ref. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no ref. But interesting enough, right? As soon as he gets past these dudes, he approaches a civilian or at least looks at the civilian. The civilian's like scared out of their mind and they say, What? Don't hurt Please. me. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. Right? Now you compare that to the reaction at the end once you know, everybody in the stadium, Chicago, or not Chicago, uh, Gotham Square Garden is safe. Like you see a civilian who's getting strapped down to what appears to be a gurney attached to a copper, uh, not copper, a chopper, right? Um, Hugging him, holding on to his hand, like looking at him for reassurance. So like immediately you see like it went from this dude is terrifying to, I feel safe only with him. Like, don't leave me. I don't know these helicopter folks. You're the dude who saved me. Please Mm -hmm. make sure, like, give me some type of reassurance that I'm going to be safe. So I thought that was a very good evolution just for Batman's narrative, right? Um, I really appreciated that Matt Reeves and Peter Craig made a deliberate choice not to show Batman's origins um, or for, for what it's worth, like his training arc. Uh, if, yeah, you wanna, we, if you want to, if you want to compare it to like you know the Nolan trilogy, and even like how they rehashed the origin in Batman be Superman, right? Um, mm-hmm. What were you about to say, Matt? Well, I was going to say the the biggest thing
1: that we get going into this is Batman has been Batman for two years already. Yeah, yeah. So with that, we get a wealth of things with the fact that the city is familiar with him; mm-hmm. he's established honestly, that level of fear. And he's already using, you know, the things that we have heard mentioned in other films, the fear and theatrics, you know, he's using things like that, using the darkness. And it's shown early in the movie that yep. when that signal is up and there's, you know, kind of a level of darkness or an abyss that you can't see. They're questioning they that, that, that is in it. Yeah. You know, like he even says, I am the shadows. Like yep. they can't hide in the shadows because I am the shadow. Yeah. And, I mean, we see all manner of criminals, because Gotham is a crime-ridden city, Mm -hmm. but we see all manner of criminals stopping in their place. Because they're just not 100% sure. They're like, you know what? I'm going to just run. I'm cool Um, on this graffiti, because Bruce could be right there. I mean, (laughs) Batman back
0: of steel. You know how it's going. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool, too. Like, yeah, they didn't show the origin, but they kind of took a little bit of artistic license with it to fit the overall narrative, the overarching narrative of the story with the whole conspiracy uh, that ties Riddler, uh, Batman, and I guess, like, you know, the underworld of Gotham, like Carmine Falcone, and even to a certain, I guess, Selina Kyle, though, like, not as direct, but it ties them all together, right?
1: Yeah, it's um, a, they do a good job of showing that Gotham has an extremely thick, Uh, criminal underbelly yeah, and showing that a lot of very powerful political figures and just figures in general even the police are all tied into Mm -hmm. crime and corruption and things of that nature like there are no no one is no one's untouchable right because even even the waynes
0: even the waynes were wrapped into it um Mm -hmm. uh, i like in this movie especially with the story i really enjoyed how because this also just highlights how new or how early in his career uh this batman is but he was always essentially a step behind the riddler right like think about it like um when he has that confrontation right in arkham asylum right uh albeit you know between the glass or whatever it's like he still didn't know what the Riddler's overall final plan was. He's like, Oh, I gave you too much credit. You know, I thought you yeah. were a lot smarter than you were." And I was like, wait, what? At that point, I thought the movie was over too. And then they hit us with that. I was like, yo, that was a good twist. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really good twist, but I really enjoyed the, Like there were so many things about this that just, that made sense when you put it in the frame of he's early in his career as Batman, like, up to this point, he probably has not faced a villain of this caliber. Um, and that'll take me into another thought uh, later on when I talk about like our other thoughts, right? But uh, in terms of the story, it was also cool to see how Bruce, well, really Batman, because this was not a Bruce Wayne movie. This was a Batman movie, right? How Batman, with his narration through his journals, gave us the time frame. All of this took place in a week. From October 31st to November 6th. Why is mm-hmm. this so significant? Because basically, the Riddler destroyed Gotham in one week. Like that's yeah. pretty wild. That is very wild. Um, man, I don't I, I don't even know. Like it. It was just. This is just important to know. Um, I loved. Absolutely loved. Dude, the, the crime scenes where it was like, all right, especially after Mayor Mitchell got murked. And that was literally like the start of the movie, right? Mayor There's Mitchell. A body gets, out the gate. Yeah, like they they waste no time. And it was funny too. Like uh, I misinterpreted it, like, because I ended up seeing it twice, scheduling snafu with friends and whatnot. So I ended up having to see it twice, <laughs> but I'm not mad. Um, but the first time I saw it, and I was like, it was the Riddler kind of stalking the Mitchell family uh, through his binoculars. I thought they were going to rehash the origin. I was like, oh, I'm assuming that's little Bruce Wayne playing with the sword. When I saw
1: that, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, so we are opening with the Wayne's getting right,
0: right, 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 right. And then it switched up to be like Mary Mitchell. I was like, what? And then when Riddler makes that first appearance, dude, I was like, yo, yo,
1: it was, it's true horror, not even horror, but it definitely
0: was like, yeah, it's
1: thriller for sure. Yeah. Like it's, it'll really throw you off to even consider the fact that this movie is pg-13 because i never once felt like that was the movie i was seeing and when the mayor is walking back and forth talking on the phone and the light you know from the tv flashes and the riddler's standing right behind him
0: and you don't even see the glint off of his glasses you just see the silhouette that's what kind of made it like kind of scary it's like whoa (laughs) like this is the tone we're setting. Okay, Matt Reeves. Okay, Peter Craig. All right, let, let, let's get into this.
1: And it was yeah. brutal,
0: of course. Like it, it, it was a brutal murder, like with a blunt, a blunt object. I think it was like was a carpet carpet tucker, tucker. Yeah. which
1: which which ultimately was some. There was some symbolism to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, later on in the, in the film, also, but I I kind of want to stay on that scene for a second because. That was and, you know, we've talked about this off air and things like that for sure. Like one of the biggest things that I complained about, like just in any of the previous Batman films Mm -hmm. and not in all of them, but just in some like I want to see Batman be a detective. Listen, what what I grew up with was not just Batman Stopping crime and stopping bank robberies and stuff, but solving crimes. Yep, like he's essentially vigilante police. The you movie know what I'm saying?
0: delivered on that request immediately. Yeah, like within the right first away. ten minutes. Um, like for one, seeing just seeing him and Gordon side by side on the crime scene, like I think I almost just got emotional because I was like. Matt and I were just complaining about this in episode eight of our podcast, which you should listen to if you don't already follow us. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, check it out. Um, sure. but yeah, just you know, uh, just check it out. You know, hit up our follow page, shout out. Uh, but um, like, yeah, like this was Detective Batman. And I remember when I saw this in theaters, I like texted Matt as soon as I come out, I was like, dude, when are you gonna see this movie? And I didn't want to tell him, I didn't want to tell you, right? I was like, I didn't want to tell yeah. you, like that was, I was like. In my heart, I was like, Matt is going to love this. Like this. And then, um, you know, we got to give a special shout out to Officer Martinez. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, just coming out like, hey, what you think you're doing, bro? This is police business, police business. And like Gordon's going be like, he's with me. And can we just say, I didn't know how I was going to feel about Jeffrey Wright being uh, Jim Gordon. Oh, you but, tripping. Man. Uh, Jeffrey Wright can do anything. But so here's the thing. Like, I I tried watching Westworld and I couldn't get past the first episode. But, and I, I never got into the Hunger Games franchise. But mm. um like, as someone with, you know, relatively little familiarity with his work, I thought he was fucking awesome. Oh, like, that man. dude is a Jim Gordon. Like, Jim Gordon, bro.
1: Let me tell you something, man. Jeffrey Wright is one of the most malleable actors out there. This mm. dude can do virtually anything. Like, this guy was in... Ali, he was in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Like this guy was in uh, Cadillac Records. You know he's mm-hmm. been in Boardwalk Empire, Venture Bros, Bojack Horseman. Like he's been in or on some of everything. Jeffrey Wright's been in Bojack
0: Horseman. Yeah, no way. Oh, I got. We, we're gonna. I gotta check that later. <laughs> like, yeah. Bojack Horseman is something else. Um, we could have a podcast on that. <laughs> but, well, well. Uh, but I was gonna say, um. Yeah, no, he was amazing as Jim Gordon. Like, just to highlight it, those scenes inside of the, the police station, man. He's like, hey, this is not the way to do this. Like, I was like, my dude has his whole hand on Batman's chest, giving Batman the finger to the face. I was like, my dude, um, you Mini are a, brave individual. <laughs> like, you are a brave individual. It's like a brave individual. He might be the only one. He might just be the only one, my dude. Uh <laughs> But mm-hmm. and the the way they collaborated, uh man. Uh, also, thumb drive. Like I saw it coming a mile oh, away,
1: man. But yeah. it was
0: gross and funny. Like Riddler's got a sense of humor for sure. Um, yeah,
1: I um I really enjoyed those moments early on. When we get out the gate. We get the the Detective up. Batman. That we get the team up. Yeah, you know. And again, going back to this is early for everybody, right? Yeah. Because Jim Gordon is not a commissioner. He's no, just a he lieutenant. is not. No, he, he has a not. man to answer to already. Yeah. Um, and, it,
0: and you can tell, like, he's already low-key on thin ice because of all of his collaboration with the Batman. Right. And
1: and also showing how how early in uh, Batman's career and how early in, you know, Gotham dealing with Batman this is, is still that level of uneasiness with the police when, they're, when they see him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, yep. you know, later on, he's pretty much expected to be At the crime scene. I mean, like, I can remember reading comics and situations where they're like, Jim, where's the Batman? He's like, he's handling other stuff tonight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, like, so he's still kind of, Jim is still trying to work his way up through the rankings as well. And Mm -hmm. Batman is kind of working a little bit on his relations with the police. And that does get tested and strained a little bit uh, later on in the film as well. That scene
0: where they're in the police station Mm-hmm. Um, like, and also that was just a beautiful scene, uh, like them team. And I was like, Hey, like, just like the face to face and like, kind of like making that body language, like they're having a, a heated argument slash whispers, like, Hey, you need to get out of here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to I want you to hit me, you know, fake it, grab these keys and head out. You know, I, it was just shout out Jeffrey. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I, I might yeah, just man. go back and check out more of his work after this. Definitely does. should uh i was i was i was very happy with his performance i will say that um next bullet point i had in terms of the story um and guys a lot of these categories are going to bleed into each other uh these are just again this was me just trying to organize a lot of my thoughts here but um man i gotta give it up for that batmobile dude um jesus like okay in terms of my favorite batmobiles obviously the iconic batmobile from the animated series which was inspired in part by the 89 michael keaton batman film uh shout out tim burton but like this batmobile was as raw as this young version of batman like this really looked like yo i got all these i got i got all this money i need to build myself an indestructible car like Let's also talk about the Batcave too. Like before we even get into the Batmobile, let's talk about the Batcave. Let's just talk, let's just talk about all Batman stuff, right? Um, I like how uh, oh, we also need to mention Wayne Manor, which in this universe is a penthouse, right? So mm-hmm. it's safe to assume that this Batcave, I think I would assume, well, no, you gotta assume because there's an elevator, right? Alfred's able to access it and everything. But this Batcave was definitely like in the underground right underneath the foundation of the building or part of the foundation mm-hmm. of the building and i couldn't tell what it said uh in that like one like i want to say gigantic entryway it said like wayne something um you know what i'm talking about like when he's like kind of he just pulled in with his bike and he's walking into the cave or whatever and yeah it's like, so yeah, it yeah, like, it, it it, described like wayne something, wayne or something other. but
1: you can't really see what but it you is you can't
0: really see it but like that Batcave looked as raw as, and when I say raw, I don't mean cool. I just mean like like rugged, utilitarian, like just enough to do what you gotta do, if that makes sense. His
1: first two years Batman. Yeah. You know? Like that. He hasn't really had time to build
0: even, it up. Even his equipment had that vibe, right? Although the batsuit was very like dope, very advanced. But even it had like its like little rugged appeal to it. But um the way that Batcave is set up was cool like how the car was just on like a ramp and covered in a car cover for the most part has mm-hmm. his back computer has like all these gadgets laid out, had the engine pieces laid out. Like he's been, you know, working on that engine in his spare time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the, the technology it's like, yes, it's two years early in his career, but it was definitely a Batman film and a Batman, just a Batman project in like how his tech was on point, you know? um even that suit as rugged as it looked like he had a built-in squirrel suit right mm-hmm. um he was definitely utilizing his utility belt throughout like the utility belt wasn't there for decoration like if you look at the nolan trilogy and i'm sorry for comparing i know i know it might be too early to compare but i didn't really get the impression that batman was really utilizing his utility belt as much in the nolan trilogy um Batfleck, batman v superman donna justice Maybe a little more. Definitely, I, I want to say Keaton, as far as I can remember, utilized it some. But in this one, there was some utility belt usage. And the utility belt itself wasn't as, it was also rugged looking, right? It was like, this is all the stuff I need to do what I need to do. I'm going to keep all, like, like, if you look at the belt buckle, it was, it, was, it was an asymmetrical looking utility belt. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, there, was, there, was, there wasn't much to hate. There was a lot to love uh in the suit the cow like even when we see him come out of the shadows for the first time you can tell it's already battered and chipped at like there were some bullet markings so on and so forth like
1: the bro don't have no night off
0: yeah no he did not. he out there, he working every
1: night he he literally says that he's becoming a nocturnal animal yeah so, um let me pull it back real quick, cause you jumped like man, you was leaping tall buildings in a single
0: bound. I thought Listen, this was. Batman I went from the time. Batmobile to you ain't even <laughs> you ain't even get a Batmobile a
1: chance, brother. <laughs> yeah, I
0: was like, but well, okay, okay, okay. Go ahead, say what you were gonna say. Then I'm gonna get back to the Batmobile. was what I'm bringing back to the
1: Batmobile. I thought it. I thought the Batmobile, um, it one is very accurate to where Batman is in his career. Number one. Rugged. Yeah, um, it was rugged. And it's a—it's essentially a converted muscle car.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: built and from that's, like scratch. Right? Yeah, it looked like it might have built it from scratch or just maybe had a frame and did something with it. But mm-hmm. man, when he turns that engine over, the first time Jesus. we get... We see it on the all silhouette. the time. Like, we see it throughout the movie. But yeah. the first time we see it in action, the first time we hear that engine come on... The tone changed. Sounds, man, if there's... They they do such a good job with the sound design where everything is quiet, despite the fact that a shootout just took place. It's raining. There were explosions and all of that. The minute that engine turns over, it sounds like somebody unleashed a demon <laughs> yeah. in the streets. Yeah. Like even even penguin in that scene looks over and was uh, like, hmm? "What is that? <laughs> yeah, the, hmm? <laughs> like, right? Huh? Me? Yeah. What is it? What is that over there? Um. And this car is virtually, from what we see, like indestructible as a batmobile should be you know what i'm saying um and i think even factoring in like where we are in batman's career at the time and everything i would argue argue that it's one of the better batmobile designs because it feels not necessarily more uh modernized but it just feels like it's doing what it's supposed to do for the time you know, yeah. the, the Nolan one is kind of is essentially a tank that also yeah. has, like, an ejectable motorcycle. And that's pretty much what the Batflex, uh Batmobile is like.
0: Also. I, I, I want to say not to cut you off, like, the Batfleck uh, Batmobile was, like, a combination of the Tumbler and 89. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. in, in terms of aesthetics, uh, but, in t- like, in terms of aesthetics, like, definitely borrowing from... 1989, in terms of, like, all the weapons and stuff, definitely, like, Tumblr. Um, but, no, nah, I, I agree with you, man. Um, 100%, like, this was a dope Batmobile. Like, the the indestructibility, like, like you said, sounding like a demon. And just looking like a muscle car was just, I appreciated that. But there's also something else, too. It's like, you know, in terms of, like... I want to say stealth and camouflage i can believe this batmobile being harder to spot except for that giant jet in the back when that, no, when that, cu- yeah. when that cuts on <laughs> that cuts on right <laughs> but like you, you know what i mean because like the tumbler the 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 the, the bat like batmobile it's like those are very conspicuous looking vehicles but if you just look at the like even even um that scene where we get where we see it in action for the first time no one noticed it until he it cut hard. it on yeah, yeah you know what i mean like nobody noticed it it was right there the whole time you know mm-hmm. um and yeah like i want to say just kudos to the sound design too it's like before you even heard it it was similar to uh, to the whole like before you see him you hear him but this sounds like before you heard it you felt it right yeah like Bat like selena looks over batman's gone and then you just like feel like this oh something's about to go down <laughs> you know like it was just it was, and then it cuts on and you see its silhouette you know in those blue flames and i was like oh ho, ho, ho. like this oh man it's about Get to go that down time. penguin was just like driving for his life like oh my goodness man um and i i, I don't know if i'm tripping but was his cape flying out the back of that thing? Like, what, does it have a rear windshield? There
1: is no rear windshield. There's no the whole back of that car is in, is a whole jet engine, basically. Right. right. <laughs> like right. the there's literally the roof, and there's no back of the car because <laughs> right. there's all of that extra engine sitting back. Because, like,
0: when he's blowing through those flames, right? Like, mm-hmm. the car just made that jump. It's like you you see his cape flickering, right? It's not just me. Like tripping or whatever, like his cape was poking out the back of that thing. Um, yeah,
1: probably a little bit for sure. But right. um, but I thought the I thought the Batmobile was dope, and then going to go. I, I'm just gonna follow the path that you had set. Yeah. Going to the um, the Batcave itself, and essentially being in uh you know Wayne shit Wayne condominiums basically.
0: Yeah, there was no um, real manner in this case, which I thought made sense given the urban setting they really built this world in
1: yeah and and you know with essentially what it seemed like to me is like what would have been Wayne Manor before or like you know had we had as we have seen in previous films was actually an orphanage that the Waynes had started yes that is correct and and they make kind of a mention about how like you know, or they don't make a mention as much as Riddler does when he's making reference to Bruce Wayne. I mean, it was he's a like significant Yeah. That right. Yeah. He's like, he sits in his tower looking down on all the rest of the city, because clearly yep. they have the penthouse. You know yep. what I'm saying?
0: Yep, yep, yep. Um,
1: but what I, what I also thought was just interesting was that it is like, he's in this Wayne Tower, but it's like his little personal watchtower. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know what we don't know what his travel is like in and out the building or up and down in the building. Cause we definitely see he goes through like an abandoned subway tunnel and yep. back off into another one. Like it's a lot of shoots and ladders and shit trying yeah. to get to where he's at. Yeah. So, you know, he's definitely, definitely makes it where it's not easy to get there. He's not easy to find. Yeah. Um. But I thought overall that it was, you know, it was designed pretty well. Um, and it just, you know, as usual, there's this huge abundance of space, um, mm-hmm. which is atypical of, you know, his character and things like that. Um, and I just thought that that was really cool. What were your thoughts on the the, the Batcave, Wayne Manor, Wayne condominiums, you know, whatever you want to call it?
0: Uh, I love the Batcave. Um, I love how it was also, again, kind of playing into the early Batman phase of his career, right? Um it was incomplete it was still a work in progress you know like you could still see that there were like like i said the engine parts um just the computer setup like even kind of going into the cave it, it just had that whole feeling of uh, like you said there was a lot of space and not a lot of like concealment per se now obviously to get there it was amazing to have and there was like that one gate right that opened up automatically as soon as it sensed him or maybe it sent a signal to it i don't know but I truly enjoyed it. Now, one thing I I thought I had, too, is, like, we needed to talk about the actual Wayne penthouse. Now, Mm -hmm. this might be jumping a little bit ahead, right? But there's that one scene where he basically breaks the chains on his parents' bedroom. But Mm -hmm. there's nothing about, and obviously this could be, you know, the lighting and the fact that we're seeing this in what would be after, you know, his parents got got. Right, mm-hmm. but nothing about that penthouse felt like a home. Like there was nothing warm about it, and I don't just mean like the fact that it was dark lighting. But like, if I were a kid and I grew up there, well, I don't know. I don't know how I'd view this. Well, are kids really aware of their privilege as kids? This is another whole question. But what I'm trying to get at, what I'm trying to get at is like
1: too deep for the intro, too deep for the
0: intro. I'm just listen. I'm just trying to say like like like. I don't. I, I feel like I'd be scared to live in there as a kid. Like all those, like that gothic architecture in there, like looks like there. It looks like it's haunted. <laughs> you know what I mean, so it's like, like I don't know. Like there's some very cold, which yes feeds into the yeah, feeds into a bad
1: cave narrative. But that's but perfect not a, not though that it is Wayne cold Manor. because yeah. that's the that's kind of the that's where Bruce is at feeling. Massively. Yeah, yeah, that and that's the feeling they want to give you. I mean, I personally feel like there's never been any you know, Wayne Mansion, Wayne Manor, Wayne, anything that's ever felt like very lively. i mean, I'd other imagine than imagine
0: once, like, once the Robins get into the picture.
1: I'm sure. Maybe. Yeah. But like, I mean, look, even, even when we talk about, you know, again, I'm going to mention it because you have to. There have been so many goddamn Batman movies. But like, <laughs> even if we're talking about um, like the Batfleck kind of Wayne Manor, the one that was like on the water, that felt yeah. cool. Yeah, that felt cold. Still, felt cold, isolated. Like you know, yeah. that's kind of the feeling. And again, he's like you know, the he's the man sitting in the high tower all alone. Like that's yeah. who he is. We yeah. we deal with Batman being alone. We deal with him only having Alfred, and at certain points, not even having Alfred, and kind of turning yeah. his back on him a little bit. Yeah. Um, during certain aspects, um, but it's just I don't know, man. It, I thought it was, I I wasn't mad at it. Um. And I, I just, I'm going to kind of jump just a little bit now, because I, I still want you to get your thoughts on this too, but talk to a, a mutual friend of ours, Chris, shout out, Chris. Shout out, um, Chris. And he would, when we talked, when I talked to him about it, he brought up a good point. He was like, you know, there's hardly any Bruce Wayne in this movie. He's oh, no, Batman, it's not,
0: It's not a Bruce Wayne movie at all. of the yeah. film.
1: The only time we ever see him be Bruce really is during the funeral scene. And I mean, if we're being honest, he's he just wasn't even pretending Bruce to then. be Bruce. Yeah. That's, so that's like
0: a, that. No, I 100 percent agree with this. Um, that Like we, we even said this at the beginning of this. Right. It's not. This is a Batman movie. This is not a Bruce Wayne film. Like Bruce Wayne was more of a disguise, if anything. Um, he uses Bruce Wayne to infiltrate all the way to Carmine. Like that's when being Bruce is useful to him. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it was, this is not a Batman movie. It's like, he even says, like, Alfred confronts him. was like, yo, the accounts are upstairs, bro. You need to go handle this, man. Like, and why are they here? Because I keep trying to get you to go over there, but you can't. So, all right, come over here, you know? And he didn't, I don't even think he talked to those accounts. Dory came up and was like, yo. (laughs) He never talked to them. Homie was just focused on the Riddler cipher the whole time. Um, But, like, yeah. uh, Because he even says, like, like, Alfred was like, Bruce, you gotta focus on this, man. This is your family's legacy. He's like, this, what I'm doing here, this is my legacy. You know what I mean? And then- yeah, He
1: tells him like, we need Bruce Wayne to make an appearance.
0: It's like, no, no fam. Um, and then at the funeral, and this is a part I like, shout out to the actress who played uh, the Mary-elect Bella Real, strong, dark-skinned black woman, right? Calls him out, was like, hey, you know, uh, the Waynes were known for their philanthropy. What are you doing about that, brother? Um, And he doesn't even—I don't think he answered her the whole time. He didn't get a chance to. He, he, he didn't. Well, no, it's not that he didn't get a chance to. Like, like she was literally like she was like walk with me, right? And mm-hmm. he walks with her, but he never actually like talks to her at all. He you never I mean? he says
1: words, bro. Never
0: says a word. It was low key like a western. This this man talked when he had to, not when he wanted to. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was actually kind of cool, but. We've yeah, been talking it was. About, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It was
1: interesting to see even in even in the instances where we see him pretend to be Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. he's he's still pretty much this. uh I, I guess is the best way to put it. Still pretty much this kind of very cold, isolated, and damaged guy. Yeah. He's very focused on one thing. Like yeah. this, he's not at this funeral because it's the right thing to do. He's at this funeral because he, he believes. Yeah, because he has to be there, but because he also believes, like, there's some Riddler action that's going to probably take place. Yeah. Yeah. Which there was. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, I was going to say, too, like, overall, I feel like the film had some good pacing. Now, it's a long movie, but it's, like, I think the only time I felt the length was when I thought it was over, but Riddler hit us with that. But wait, there's more, right? Like, I did, I did not see that whole final climactic battle between Batman and the Riddler QAnon. Yeah, I'm going to call him that. The Riddler <laughs> QAnon, like, happening at all. Um, but, I mean, they dropped some hints into it. I thought it was more going to be like, oh, crap, they found out his secret identity. And I got another comment about that. But um, the other thought I had, too, was, like, in terms of the story, I like... That the title cards kind of bookend this film. You start off immediately the Batman, you end immediately the Batman. Mm -hmm. Um, there was no like long cold open, if you will, or whole movie. And then,
1: oh, it was a cold open, all right. No, no,
0: (laughs) hey, good pun. Good, I gotta give you that. I was opened on a cold body, Uh, yeah, man. (laughs) It was cold, all right. Our body turned cold, uh, but for uh, real. But, um, no, I thought it was like an issue because what, what, what have some movies been doing as of late? It's like, well, not even as of late, it's been a thing, right? Where you don't get the title card until the end, but this movie lets you know right away what this was about from like Matt made that joke, the cold open to like, um, like there, it was a smart choice. I'll just say that. And it was a choice that I appreciated because it was like, it was almost like Matt Reeves and Peter Craig and Greg Fraser. Telling us, we know you already know the Batman origin. We know you already have a general idea of what Batman is about. Uh, even though this is in his early stages, get this work. We're, we're not going to pull any punches. Let's just get into it. And yeah, I and I like that, that
1: because it's like respect. I like that we were respected as the audience. Like yes. y'all know that we know Batman. Yes. You know what I'm saying. And I was just glad we didn't have to see the Waynes get clapped for like yeah man. So the ninth man get time. clapped
0: seventeen times already. In man,
1: boy, it's like. <laughs> We didn't. He got his parents get killed in every movie. His parents yeah. got killed in Joker. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's- his parents get killed in movies that aren't even about him. <laughs> like, right, right. If they did a Catwoman movie, his parents would get killed, <laughs> <laughs> like on some randomness. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> like, right. Oh man. Um, mm. but I, 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 I enjoyed that. I enjoyed pretty much the balance of. Um, pretty much most of the characters, and I felt like everybody came with their acting shoes on, man.
2: Dude. I felt
1: like every performance that was delivered from every character was 100% what it was, what it was supposed to be. And if the makeup department does they not gotta get... They got to get an award. Some sort of award for they that transformation to. that they did on Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell unrecognizable. is unrecognizable. If you didn't even know that was him... You wouldn't have known.
0: Wouldn't. Like, you know. wouldn't have known. Uh, I told my girlfriend that it was confident. She's like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. Same.
1: I told my wife and she was like, I showed her a picture and she was like, is this no what he way. used to look like? I said, <laughs> no, this is his face. She was like, no, that he looks like this now. And I said, pretty, that's all makeup. <laughs> that was all makeup. We was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, Side that up. was amazing.
0: Side up. What would have to happen to somebody? <laughs> like, Man, right. <laughs> like, to make <laughs> like, them look like that. I was like, yo, there's some scars there that Whew, gone through a rough patch. The, the mm. roughest patch. Um, but yeah, no, um, uh, let's jump into the cinematography, right? I'm I'm gonna say like cinematography slash sound design. We already kind of touched in uh on these uh points of uh well we've already kind of touched on this in uh, in uh the story section, right? But uh I'm gonna start off with this one. That hallway fight scene leading up to uh Falcone's office, um slash his like lounge or whatever reminded me of that darth vader scene in rogue one i feel like it was the same vibes same energy um they emphasized the terror uh that batman brings to the underworld my dude he you only see him because of the muzzle flashes come on dude that was dope darkness that was dope that that reminded me of that darth vader like like up until that scene in Rogue One, I'll be real with most like everybody listening, including you, Matt. Like I'll be real, like, I didn't think Darth Vader was that scary in the movies up to that point. Um But yeah, that that, scene that in was Rogue a horror One, scene at the that end scene of Rogue, in Rogue One. One. That's a horror Dude, scene. I'll tell anybody. That was just That's like, like
1: they turned Darth
0: Vader into a slashing banging on North, door open up open up and then the fellas be like no i can't hey i'll miss you it's bro. stuck <laughs> like, the button like, stuck man sorry jesus uh my goodness i was like that was my favorite scene in rogue one by far uh but that was the same vibes like the muscle flashes and then him taking like that that was also broly like i'm gonna take this kamehameha to the face and watch it not affect me like him taking those gunshots just standing there, walking toward the shooter, <laughs> like, oh mm-hmm. man, that was a dope scene. Um, I I really like how they showed how bulletproof his suit was. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and let's be real, definitely got some some inspiration from Arkham, the Arkham, uh, the Arkham Asylum games, right? Like mm-hmm. the tech in that suit. Are we talking character designs
1: right now? Is oh that no, what doing?
0: that's our next section. That's our next section. Okay. Hold oh, on, oh, oh, just want to just want to mention um, the sound design man um again it's like matt reeves peter craig greg fraser had to be fans of batman they had to have read the source material because like everything they did to emphasize how much of a problem this dude was to the underworld was just like perfection mm. um the boots here in his boots the lighting the way he steps out of the shadows, right? The way he uses the shadows. The way he uses the shadows. You know what I'll even add? The way he uses his cape. Yeah. We haven't seen that. Not like that. Even in the Batfleck fight scene that I still contend is the best Batman fight scene of all time, as mm-hmm. of the recording of this episode, right? But like even uh Batfleck wasn't using his cape as a distraction, right? Like I I think this is the first time we've actually seen Batman use his cape in a fight like that. I'm not, I'm not talking about like him, like, you know, taking this cape and wrapping it around somebody's neck. I mean, like, literally like waving the cape in front of you, then bow. Like, you know uh-huh. I mean, like like that was some good cape usage. Um, Distraction. They, re- they Yes. They really thought it out uh, to the T. Um, this movie was visually stunning too. And this is why I wanted to highlight uh, Greg, uh, Greg Fraser, man. Cause it's like, Have you, do you ever remember seeing a Batman scene where he's in his costume, like in a sunrise like that, right by the bat signal? Like there were a few scenes like that. And it's just overall the tone of Gotham is just like very gray, very wet, right? There was that one like Times Square-ish scene, which they probably filmed in New York, which, you know, you had the lights from all the billboards. But it was like a dark tone, but not dark to where you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what were you, what were your thoughts on like this, a visual layout they were giving us, right? Like, well,
1: for one, I'm you're gonna win a thousand points with me every time for as long as Gotham is Chicago. Yeah, as long there as they're so much making Chicago. Gotham be Chicago, I'm totally fine with it. Now, I also I know feel they
0: conflicted sh- about that though. <laughs> like, actually, I don't because it, it's yeah, it is. <laughs> Cut the news on, brother. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, hey. <laughs> like, yeah, it's right. Gotham out here for real, like. <laughs> But that's a story for another time. Um, real talk. No, I felt like like the city had character as well. The Mm -hmm. city is a character as well. And Mm -hmm. I think uh, that's important. I thought it was very important that how they handled everything. Pretty much most of the aspects of uh, this film were all, you can tell, were all really handled with a lot of care. And what I appreciate is, and granted, you know, no matter what, all of these comic book-based films will always come under scrutiny and all of that. But these are, you know, bigger, block bu- bigger blockbuster films and things like that. And I just appreciated that it felt like everybody understood the weight of this movie. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, regardless, you know, we've seen the Batfleck and all the other stuff, but, like, the legacy of Batman films in general, especially after Christopher Nolan... Is like that bar is set pretty high. Yeah. So you even if, even if you're in a situation where you aren't necessarily trying to compete or be compared, one, that's gonna happen whether you want it to or not. Yeah. So you can't really do anything about that. Right. But in in the same token, I think I think this Gotham is completely distinct from other Gothams that we've seen. And like I said, it feels like like when we first see Batman, we are seeing the character of Gotham City. Yeah, we're seeing what it is when we're first before we get our first real look at him. They're showing us Gotham City and even throughout the film, we're seeing just with the B-roll shots of Gotham City or just, you know, like. It's the same thing that you see all the time. Whenever you see Batman and you see Gotham City portrayed in comics or in games and shit, it's Mm -hmm. it's perpetually raining. It's just dark. It just feels like something bad is even even in the better parts of town. And I'm saying with air quotes, you know,
0: Right, right, right.
1: It's dark, man. Yeah, and it feels like even like no matter where they are, like the police station feels
0: dark and gritty can we talk about the design of that police station too it was like like why was the building so tall <laughs> you know? like what's with that art deco like gargoyle style which i guess lends dark to, again, deco the, brother that's the, what they the called theme, it off the, the theme series. of gotham you know mm-hmm. um but like just yeah um so much chicago like so much i was dude like i was surprised how much of this was filmed in chicago <laughs> like,
1: oh yeah a ton of
0: it I was like man, I could have been on one of those sets. Just be like, oh, don't mind me. I'm a tourist, you know. <laughs> my bad. I was waiting for the L stop. I didn't know. <laughs> like, um, but but yeah, no. Nah, um, any other thoughts on the, cinemato- uh, the cinema the cinematography mm-hmm. before we get into the character designs? Um,
1: no, man. I I just thought it was all great. You know, I liked, I enjoyed the bass signal. Uh, I enjoyed just seeing the city itself. Uh, whether it was during the day, which there are very few scenes of it during the day. Yes. Um, Or, you know, whether it was at night, I just, man. Visually stunning. I was very happy with it all the way around. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought they, you know, despite the fact they shot in so many places, they really do. Like you said, there's a lot of Chicago in there, especially if you're like a Chicago, the opening scene is like right downtown. That's like, that's
0: the L bro. Like that, yeah. that's literally the L. Like, um, like bro, like and the loop, Joker's down on the Green loop. Line stuff. Yeah. I'm like, God damn! Like, what day was this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, if you but you can pretty much bet anytime there's an elevated rail in the U.S., it's Chicago. If you see an elevated mm. rail in a movie, it's us. Um. Oh man, Uh, getting into the character design, and and before we get too deep, like. This, Matt and I had in our episode eight, our topic of the week, we talked about um, our thoughts on the DCEU. And one of the things we talked about is how DC has the perfect casting, but sometimes gets messed up when it comes to directing and writing and cinematography. That was not the case here. It was like Mm -hmm. everything was like right time, right place. Just the perfect moment for this movie. Um, Let's get into this character design. My first note started with Penguin. Um, Listen, this version of Penguin, again, we're getting a, 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 not an origin story, but we're seeing the Penguin kind of like at the start of his career, because by the end of the movie, it's like, okay, he's about to take it to the next level, right? Because he still has his iceberg lounge, right? Mm. But, um, dude... I feel like any portrayal, whether animated or live action of the Penguin, it's always been slight British-ish accent, right? You know, Mm -hmm. the top hat, the monocle, so on and so forth. But this man right here was 100% gangster. You could have put him in a New York mafia movie and I'd be like, yeah, he fits right in here. Mm -hmm. Um, My boy Oz didn't even go by Oswald, just Oz, right? Was mm-hmm. was a one hundred percent gangster, and again, I'm gonna reiterate what Matt said. They have got to win some type of award for their makeup department, just off Let's, the strength of what yeah, they turned. And Colin we're gonna Ferrell shout into, out. Man.
1: I want to shout out the uh, the prosthetic artist for Colin Farrell, which was David Malinowski.
0: Shout out Malinowski
1: and, and the assistant pro, uh, prosthetic makeup designer. Uh, Michael Fontaine. Shout out Fontaine. And and he was one of the key sculptors for, uh, you know, for the prosthetics for Colin Farrell because, dude, that was a complete change. Those dudes, they knocked that completely out of the park. And then also shout out to uh, Yochi Art Sakamoto. Shout out Sakamoto. yep, Sakamoto Days, baby, but that's another story. That's another <laughs> yeah. That's another show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I was just going to last name Sakamoto. That's why I said it. But I, I know it's right. going to Sakamoto Days. Uh, but yeah.
1: Because they... He didn't just have um, physical prosthetics in terms of his face, but he had dental prosthetics as well. Yes. And uh, Yori, uh, Yorichi Sakamoto is the person who did that for him also. Yes. Um, so I just want to just make sure that those people would like, look... I don't know. It it may not matter to y'all or whoever. You know, we just some little show out here. But at the end of the day, if don't nobody else get those people credit. Like, I I us. cannot step away. Like, that to me, and, you know, maybe you think I'm crazy, whatever. And at this point, I really don't care. Like, that was the, that's the biggest design thing I took out of uh Batman. It's, yeah. for, as far as character design, I was floored by nothing yeah. more yeah. than that.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but go ahead, one hundred percent. No, I agree, dude. Like, I've been—it's in my notes. I didn't have the the prop or uh, prosthetic designer, well, so I appreciate you shouting them out. Um, but it's like it—it it was a complete transformation, and it's like uh, also shout out Colin Farrell for the portrayal and for the choices I guess he made in how to play this character because it's like he's not—I mean, he's known as Penguin, but he's not the Penguin, mm-hmm. right? he's and he doesn't have
1: to ever be really you know
0: yeah he's like the the right hand man of Carmine Falcone like fully ingrained in this mobster mafia world right and he plays it like like he was almost the perfect I don't want to say second tier villain but like the perfect other antagonist because he really does play up that trope like like when Batman first confronts him at the 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 iceberg lounge and he calls him vengeance mockingly, you know. And he mm-hmm. pretends not to know who he's talking about, or he pretends not to recognize the mayor in that picture. And he actually pisses Batman off and he like smiles, you know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. smiles and he's like, I got you wrapped around my little finger type vibes. So or it's like, try anything else, you'll see what's gonna happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's not, he's like that perfect level of arrogant, but smart, if that makes sense. Right, Colin Field like
1: can act, man. Colin he, was getting some acting on, he just knows, put it
0: out there. Yeah, like he knows, he he played the penguin in such a way, it's like he knows how to push the Batman's buttons just enough to rile them up, but he also knows that the Batman isn't dumb enough to do anything that big in, in his place, in his house. I don't know, mm-hmm. I just thought that every inter- and then juxtaposing that with like when they're straight up firing at him and Catwoman. Well, I don't know that they saw Catwoman, they probably just saw. Uh, batman but he like calls him a hey, vengeance like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that full-on new york mobster actually just comes out like while he's like got the, and, and the he Mac had a 10. lot of yeah, yeah and he like, has
1: good character like he did good character work that felt like a very accurate portrayal you know like before like before we get too deep into character design i do just want to point something out Again, going back to how well everybody acted. This, like, even outside of that, and there's, you know, the levels of ridiculousness and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. especially for this to be uh, a superhero movie, air quotes, and again, I, I have to, I have to, just because it's the closest comparison we have, bring up the the Nolanverse stuff. It's incredibly grounded. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of fantastical stuff
0: going on. Yeah, there's no magic umbrella gun.
1: Like, dude, even, like, Batman, he, again, two years in, he ain't that slick. He fucks himself up Yeah, at a certain point. Like, when he was trying to escape that police station shit, I don't know how he got out of that jam, because I was like...
0: For sure concussion. If I would
1: have took that fall that he took, maybe maybe the suit took a lot of that. Hey, they would have just, the just
0: rolled credits for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was no, just y'all caught me. <laughs> Batman's been caught. <laughs> no, that's Batman's dead. <laughs> like, yeah, R.I.P. After that <laughs> escape, bro, like... Nah, bro, that's just head into crazy. A uh, whatever. Uh yeah. just, just like <laughs> <laughs> it was just rolled credits. If, if I were the bad, bad that would have been Man. he had a short career, didn't have much of an impact. Uh,
1: All right. His uh, came <laughs> to a short end.
0: <laughs> real talk.
1: For real for real.
0: Um, I had to make a comment on Catwoman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? And I gotta give a shout out to my girlfriend. Um, cause she pointed this out, and I I 100 percent agree with her. With the a suit that was that slick and looked like it was ready for action. And also let's just talk about like that little armory she had too. And we'll, mm-hmm. I, I have a note on the whole Bruce Wayne stalking her chain while she was changing thing that I wasn't necessarily super comfy with. Creep Lord. It was, it was creepy a little bit, but like there was that whole armory Batman's like a creep, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she had that whole. There were like some size, some. She had like tons of weapons and. Gear. Bro, it was like is like, it weapons?
1: Is she on some like S M? what
0: are we doing up in here? <laughs> this girl's this trying onto to the find the team. Out. Uh And she has her own little 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 cave situation going on too, man. When she like hopped mm-hmm. out, parkoured her way to the to that, that little garage holding her bike, I was like, yo. Um, yeah. But with all that gear and that dope like cat suit she has. Why was her mask the way it was? <laughs> I mean, I was you, like, you talking about that that, that the easy season mask that, she, that, had like, that, that, sure. she had on?
1: She had on a skull cap with the with the with
0: eyes the cut out, eyes <laughs> cut out, bro. And then like the little cat ear joints. I'm like, I mean. I guess she's starting out too. Like <laughs> you know, what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, because because you got to think. Bro. Did she didn't have a name? She wasn't Catwoman. She no. just uh, she never was a Catwoman. Catwoman. They never she's say She's a Catwoman. Yeah, she's just a, a Cat lady. Yeah, you have
0: a lot of cats. I have you know, strays. Yep, yep, yep. You're right. Um, but yeah, no, I think Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, a Catwoman who's got hands, and they brought back the claws in her fingernails. Uh, mm-hmm. Sir, perfect casting. She did a wonderful job. Um, I'm gonna take it over to Andy Circus as well. Actually, no, let's take it back to Calvin too. Because bro, when she makes up her mind to confront Carmine Falcone, her mm-hmm. dad, that way, and, and then she's like, 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 I just, I'm just, I, I, can't stop. I'm paraphrasing, right? But she's like, I can't stop crying. It's like, I, I need a tissue. And she's got she's got the hammer, right? Like I was like, yo, I, the look in her face when uh, they get interrupted by the henchmen because the 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 news just spilled out about mm-hmm. the voice recording of Annika, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Getting strangled by Falcone. The look on her face kind of gave me chills. It was it was cold, dude. Like wow. like this dude doesn't know how close he was to that. Just being a, like the, the credits rolling for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like that credits was was
1: gonna roll on somebody in that bitch soon. listen listen.
0: (laughs) she was like cold but it was just yeah it gave me chills like just from 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 her eyes bro like there was no warmth in her eyes it was really good uh really really good shout out zoe kravitz um shout out to i did you get the feeling that some of her her fighting was a little cg or was it? Was it just? Yeah, me? it definitely was. Okay, definitely. Okay, like but that
1: little. I felt like that the little bit of that scene in the, uh, in the she, mansion, right? When she fights Batman for the first time in the mansion. Yeah, I was yeah. like,
0: was that CG? Like some of those jump kicks didn't feel. Some super of them jump organic. kicks was
1: looking was looking third act of Black Panther ish. Yeah, I'm gonna let yeah. it rock. <laughs> i'm gonna let this. it
0: rock that's a discussion looking for another like a time. little ps2
1: character <laughs> yeah. in that bitch for a second that's a discussion for another time yeah
0: i'm gonna let it rock though but i'm happy we got a cat woman who's like fighting fighting we that was a good cat woman i thought was she was dope. good she killed it man um okay now i'm gonna switch it over andy circus as alfred um mm-hmm. i liked him as alfred what'd you think
1: Andy Serkis is another person that I'm gonna say is is like Jeffrey Wright. It's yeah. completely malleable as an actor. However, you want him, that's what they'll give you. you know? Speaking of
0: Black Panther, he was our boy Claw. Uh
1: yeah. yeah. That was a great, that's actually a great transition. Yeah, you're right. Uh be, hey, Andy Circus, the Marvel checks clearing, the DC checks clearing. If My the checks clearing, paid. he gonna be there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought he did a good job, man. Um I enjoyed his portrayal. You know, the one thing I'm going to say of all the Batman movies we I'm I'm even going to throw the George Clooney joints in there. I ain't never really felt like we had an Alfred that I was like, "Oh, this Alfred sucks." You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. I've never necessarily felt like we got a bad one. I never watched Gotham, so I can't really speak on that. Um I tried. At, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even going to get that shit on the shot neither here nor but, there right but uh I felt like overall you know Andy Serkis can do whatever man honestly he can't do no wrong in my eyes and Mm -hmm. you know even when I like saw some of the cast uh you know ahead of the film I already knew what time it was so yeah I was very happy with that
0: yeah um I truly thought his portrayal of Alfred was different I had some like the way the way he portrayed Alfred and the choices that they made to give him a cane and to give him some like facial scars and to show that he was like grizzled. Like I want to say compared to other versions of Alfred we had even like the Jeremy Irons version which I think might be the version of Alfred that may relate closest to Andy Sergis' version in terms of like the age range. um, Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, uh, He's uh, close enough-ish. I don't know, buddy, but I'll let it I'm gonna let you live. Uh, no, let I don't, I don't,
0: I'm not saying Jeremy Irons and Andy Serkis are the same age. I just mean like in oh. terms of them still being somewhat youthful ish.
1: Ish. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, but I felt like uh this Alfred was like grizzled to the point where I was even wondering, like, wait, was he truly a butler or was he a bodyguard?
1: Because there's well, that
0: one pivotal scene right in the mm-hmm. the hospital where he's like it was my job to protect, you know, like talking about Thomas Wayne. Yeah, because so, we
1: don't know necessarily what it exactly.
0: is. Exactly. And he was talking about how he taught Bruce to fight. Like he's like, mm-hmm. you needed a father. But all I did was like, I was there and I taught you how to fight, but you needed a father, you know? Um, yeah, it just made oh. me question a little bit. Like, like they, there was some artistic license taken to serve the story, and it worked really well. I don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not uh, you know, putting any 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 dirt on uh Andy Circus's performance as Alfred. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was just curious about if they're gonna go into that in the later movies or whatever, you know,
1: and know. and this Alfred, um, the other thing I liked, and again, I I, I I now I think I get your point a little bit more, where he's I, where he was more similar to uh, kind of a Jeremy Irons, and again, the other point I'm gonna go to, and I I told you this off air before as well, is that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of this to a degree felt like I was watching Batman the animated series, but live mm-hmm. action, and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is like Alfred wasn't really like on some butler shit as much as he was like his oh assistant. he was like the was man in the chair man the man in the chair he's a man in the chair for him It's like you know even when you know when he's going over they're trying to figure out the code they're working on it together yeah. that man is running the streets and he's like hey while you was out there doing that i think i might have broke something down like in this code. yep you know trying to break you know just trying to work and on the things. cypher yeah yeah and decipher and and things of that nature so i was I'm very curious to see, you know, if we ever get another one, fingers crossed, but I'm very curious to see just kind of how they flesh out more of those characters because they create certain scenarios where they're, uh, that that make you ask questions, right? They create these scenarios that make you want to ask questions and know more about these characters. And I think that that's really one of the best aspects of it is the fact that we get this situation where, uh, you know, like you said, uh, I damn near forgot that he said, I taught you how to fight because I was like, Race? Uh But, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. again, neither here nor there. And that, that actually, ultimately, it doesn't matter. You know, we yeah. don't have, like, other than the fact that we know that Bruce Wayne's parents die and that at some point he became Batman and started beating ass, Yeah, we have no information on this Batman's background. And yeah. I am totally fine with that.
0: Yeah. One hundred percent. You know like, what I'm saying.
1: A lot of it is just implied, and I really, really, really enjoyed that. It was
0: a love letter to the fans. Um, mm-hmm. I know we we talked about this too, but I'm gonna touch on it again. But like, just Bruce Wayne. This wasn't a Bruce Wayne film. This was a Batman film. No, Bruce this is Wayne Batman. Bruce Wayne was the makes alter a guest ego. Appearance. Bruce he Wayne was the alter appearance. ego. Yeah, going um, back
1: to that that Batman the animated series timeline, or I guess more or less, uh, Batman Beyond, which is still in the same timeline. It was like. <laughs> I always think of the scene in Batman Beyond where it's like, where Bruce got mind controlled or whatever. Yeah. And he <laughs> asked him, he was he like, just how just did you know you got him. mind control? He and he looks was at just at like, him. oh, because internally I was calling myself Bruce. And he was just like, yeah. And he's like, that's not what I call myself.
0: <laughs> no, he like, didn't even say anything. He just oh, looked yeah. at him. <laughs> he just yeah, looked at like, him like, you know what it is. <laughs> he was like, Yo, dude is gone. <laughs> <laughs> so this is another thing too. Like, I forget what... Um, if it was a Justice League comic or a Batman comic, but they had all grabbed the lasso of truth to to like introduce their secret identities to each other. Superman says, "I'm Clark." Wonder Woman says, "I'm Diana." <laughs> Batman <laughs> says, "I'm Batman." <laughs> like that's, If that's you don't understand the that, significance well. of what the, the lasso of truth is, literally, an item that compels you to tell the truth. That's his truth. His truth is he's Batman, bro. You can't fight this with your mind. Like, this, this, yes, his literal truth is he is Batman.
1: And, and that was his truth in this movie. Yeah. His ass was Batman. There was no Bruce, bro. No, that was gone.
0: All, man. Oh, uh, man. And I appreciated that the yeah, whole time. I'm not going to hold you. 100%. It's like he only used Bruce when he had to. When he went to car, con- Carmine. yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not like he wanted to. It's like only when he had to. Like, I'll say that in between identity is like when he's not when he's not batman wearing the suit but he's got his hoodie on and you can tell he's got most of his like suit on underneath like the cargo pants and the hoodie uh and he's got the eye shadow on or whatever right mm-hmm. um but no nah, bruce wayne was the alter ego right well let's start let's start
1: talking about the, the how you felt about the bat suit design how you felt about the batman design since so we already own it
0: that was straight out of arkham asylum bro in the best way possible um i will say that I love that the bat uh, the the bat insignia on his chest was a batarang, like that mm-hmm. was that it was like utilitarian to a T. Um, I love that you don't get uh, makeshift Batman abs, right? It was armor, just plating. armor plate, armor plating the whole time. I love that you don't get the the quail man slash Golden Age superhero like undies outside the tights. I love that these weren't tights. Like these, like these were cargo pants. Like everything Rose on the suit armor. had a purpose. Exactly, it was tactical armor. Um, down to the shoulder pads. Like down to like you could even see like some 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 uh, some some screws, some nuts and bolts, like kind of holding pieces of the armor together. Like the hey, cowl, man. bro. Uh-huh. Um the cow design is like, man, what, what is that made out of some type of like carbon weave, some type of Kevlar or whatever? Because it also took a few shots. Um, yeah, it, it was also like he kind of had
1: a collar a little bit. It as looked well. battered,
0: but it it wasn't the old uh oh, Batman's got a stiff neck. No, Batman could move no, he his looking, neck around. He's um, looking around, he's looking for revenge. The cape was dope. <laughs> <laughs> the cape Sorry. was dope. Um, I like how. It it surprised me how much tech was packed into it because I didn't see the squirrel suit coming. Like when he just like kind of like went like, all right, zip up, hit. No, he pulled like a um like a kind of like a uh, 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 like like how you start a lawnmower. Right. Like, you know, what I mean, like he pulled, he pulled a cord. He pulled a cord to the side and all of a sudden like went like full squirrel mode. And then my, my boy just was flying. Well, well, controlled falling, really, right? My
1: man pulled that squirrel, he pulled that squirrel suit and said, hi, I'm Batman, welcome to Jackass. And jumped <laughs> yeah. clean off this building and hurt himself.
0: <laughs> like, Another instance of, okay, he's he's still not, you saw this yet, but uh, like, there was so much tech packed into it. Bro, we gotta talk about the, the contact lenses, right? Like well, let,
1: we'll get to contact
0: lenses in a okay, second. Okay. Okay.
1: Let's, let's let's just let's stay on the suit for one second, just because I I want to I want to jump on something. Two things on the suit. Yeah. Uh. One, and this was not addressed. And I'm just one of those people. What was that big shit on his thigh? I think that was the parachute because I was thinking about it too. Like it was like a big like pack on his thigh. Um, I was just curious as to what that was, well, but you know, what I mean, it could have been a parachute.
0: I'm spe- I'm speculating the parachute based on like where the parachute would deploy from. I don't know if it because like when it when it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like when we saw him diving off the gargoyle, it didn't look like there was a a parachute pack built into the back of that squirrel suit. But mm-hmm. I think that part on his leg was still kind of on the outside. I could be wrong, could or be. it could be a first aid like immediate med. Kit or some shit like that. That too. could
1: have been. Yeah, that makes you know? a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, um, Then the other thing, not even that I was curious. Well, I guess still kind of curious about, but still going back to what you were saying about even to the point with the shoulder pads, because there's the scene uh, when they first get shot at, when they get in that, you know, that little bit of that action with uh, mm-hmm. Oswald, he, used, he puts his arm up to block. Yeah. And he's blocking those bullets before he kind of dives. But what's good with those... Those arrows on that man's forearm, bro. What's up with
0: that? So, okay. He never used them. Can we talk about something else going on the arrows with the forearm? Because I like that you mentioned that. Bro, what was up with the grappling hook and that taser? Just like, like my boy literally has tools hidden up his sleeve. This is another thing. It's like, it was packed with tech. Like, Whenever he'd lift his arm, yeah, he had up a to, bunch like, of it, shit on th- that forearm. It would just like, like, just like, skakak, you know I mean? like, just like, kind of like, deploy out of his, out of his form, out of nowhere. You know, what I mean? mm-hmm. it was like, it didn't look at, it didn't look high tech, high tech, but it was high tech, high tech. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, like, like, it oh. was, it was, it was like the tech was advanced enough that he was right. a step ahead. Like, he right. had the things that he needed.
0: And the um. the cool thing it's like there's no indication that it was him leveraging Wayne Enterprises or Wayne Tech or anything like that, like for all we know, well, no, there's no way he built that stuff by hand. But I don't know, man, I don't know. Shit, we don't know. I don't know, I don't know. This is another thing you said, like a lot of a lot of things you have to infer slash imply that they didn't bother explaining and that's dope because now we're having a discussion about it, and, right?
1: And we gotta give a big shout out to David Crossman and Glenn Dillon who are the costume designers that made this bat suit. Y'all went crazy. Shout out to
0: them. Shout out to them. Um, But I... So, there was one thing, too, about the cowl design. Especially if Mm -hmm. you compare the cowl and you isolate it from the rest of the suit. Mm -hmm. When I first saw it, I didn't like it at first. I thought it was too... I'm going to say, I thought it was kind of cheap-looking compared to the rest of the suit. Yeah, I agree. And I think one of the first comments I made when I first saw a teaser for what he was going to look like in the suit, I was like, I'm going to need... Especially... No, it wasn't even that. It was... um, when they showed, dude, I'm like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme right now. Where he's holding the yeah, beer can, snapping cam, and like, pointing at the, the little, fingers. Yeah. Um. When they showed him on the bike, I feel like that was like one of the first leaked images, right? It was a mm-hmm. stunt dude on the bike, and we saw the suit, we saw the cape and cowl, and I was like, all right, this is probably going to grow on me, but also let me give it a second too because I'm not seeing this in the movie with the movie lighting, and it works. Um, especially like if you look at him like. Full on, full front or whatever. Mm-hmm. The cowl looks kind of dumb. But when you see like that three-quarter angle and it's just the right lighting, I was like, this gave me animated series vibes. Cause the way the light plays on like the nose piece, because like mm-hmm. it's a it's very different from other Batman cows in that it's not pointy. It's just like this flat piece that really serves to protect his nose. Right. If we bring honest, like everything about this had a purpose. But it's like I don't know, man. It looked cheap, but then I really love this cowl now. Cause it just it 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 just looks right. Um mm-hmm. it looks right. That, that's all I gotta say. Uh once yeah, I saw I was, it within the context of the film, I was like, this is it.
1: Yeah, I was very pleased with the suit. Um when I very you know, when I first saw the suit, you know, when the, the images leak and all mm-hmm. of that jazz and stuff, I wasn't sold on it, but I was just like, I'm just gonna wait until I see it in action. Mm-hmm. Um because some things just look, look better. better
0: once you see the final product
1: yeah and i mean it's early and, and that's kind of why for for certain things not all things as as most people know but for certain things i kind of try to avoid um spoiling those things for myself because i don't want to go in with any uh preconceived notion it's like and that's right fucking nearly impossible at this point on like whatever number batman movie this is and like right you know, in terms of how many Batman movies I've seen and we've all seen and just how often we even see Batman within media, you know, because the suit is something that's always going to come under scrutiny all Yo, the time. Most definitely. All the time.
0: So. Everybody's just trying to make sure Batnibbles doesn't happen again um, when it comes Oof. down to it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Riddler real quick. Woo! Yeah, uh, let's talk about let's talk about Hush Riddler. Oh, my boy hit the nail on the head. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't even subtle. Like, just Riddler's design, you can tell that they read or watched Batman Hush. And I'd even wager to say watched. No, actually, no, I'll say read and watched. Um, I'll say watched because in Batman Hush, the animated version, they definitely took some liberties with Hush's origin, right? They made him Mm -hmm. Riddler, basically which is what I'm assuming is was the choice here as well. And then in Hush, the the comics, like if you either read the actual issues or the trade paperback, I remember I read the trade paperback because so I was like, this looks interesting. And plus it was Jim Lee. You know what I mean? Like anytime Jim Lee draws Batman, I'm like, uh, let me check that out. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out Jim Lee, by the way. Like that dude's phenomenal. Like what he's done for DC. Um, but- and before I get too far off, right? Um, yeah, no, uh, the, the like the trench coat ish thing, or the coat he's wearing, down to the mask he's wearing. Like Hush is known for wearing bandages around his face because Hush is also a very skilled plastic surgeon, and in the comics, he was known to even like do surgery on himself to look exactly like Bruce Wayne. Like he's he's literally impersonated Bruce Wayne before, uh, but in his villain persona. He's just got the bandages all over his face, and so I remember when I originally saw images of the Riddler, I thought that was like bandages slash duct tape. I didn't know that it was an actual I thought it was duct tape, mask yeah. that he had on his face. But like once I saw that it was a mask, I was like, huh. Like he, he's still giving me like hush vibes um, during the movie, right? When he has that whole when he content creates, <laughs> but when he when he has that whole leak, right, where he talks about the Waynes and the Arkhams and how the Waynes. Uh, basically have a dark past, right? They have they have some skeletons in their closet that they were trying to keep under wraps. And Thomas Wayne, because there was a reporter in, uh, I believe it was Edward Elliott who was threatening to expose those skeletons. He collaborated with Carmine Falcone, who then, uh, you know, got, well, killed this reporter, Edward Elliott. And uh, as a result of that, he now had Wayne in his pocket, right? He had dirt on Wayne, so now he can do whatever he want with Wayne. And that was also part of the fabrication with uh, Falcone because now he's saying, yeah, Maroney saw that this, that in the third, I did something for Wayne and I could control Wayne. So I had, or Maroney had uh, his parents killed, but we li- later on, they set up where it's like, it could have been the Joe Chill figure, the legendary Joe Till, right? Mm-hmm. Who uh, allegedly killed uh, Thomas and Martha Or it could have been Falcone himself or Falcone's goons. It's still up in the air. Shout out Alfred for explaining that in the hospital bed. But getting back to Riddler, right? I have a feeling that Riddler is Thomas Elliott. And then in this case, he wasn't as rich as Bruce Wayne, but he ended up being orphaned by losing his dad uh, to this hit, which would also be additional motivation for doing what he did. But another thing that kind of counteracts that argument is the fact that uh, when they read his ledgers, right? Because that's essentially what they are. They were filled with like ciphers and numbers, right? But he has that whole paragraph where uh, after the officer complains about uh, Batman touching the evidence and like Gordon's like, he's wearing gloves. You know what I mean? Like he reads that whole paragraph and you can hear things about like, you know, I was like trying, basically paraphrasing Riddler's, like, you know, I was trying to figure out what the point of my life was uh, why I've been through all these trials and tribulations and then I stumbled upon the word renewal and I assume by something like he may have heard like renewal the renewal project mentioned either in the news or maybe he's reading an article or maybe while he was doing a bunch of accounting because they said he worked for an accounting firm um, when he was uh, when they were like going through his apartment right mm-hmm. um but I think that might be the reason why he may not be Thomas Elliot because there's no mention of the reporter when they're actually ransacking his apartment as opposed to like what we saw in that video, I still have a strong hunch that it might be Thomas Elliot, but like the, it's just like the, they're, they're playing it so strong. Like they're giving us such strong hints that it could be Thomas Elliot that I'm like, all right, cool. And plus, you know, they find multiple IDs in the Riddler's wallet, you know? So it's like, all right, whatever. Um, but man, what'd you think about the Riddler? Um,
1: I thought, Riddler, I thought Riddler, I thought Riddler was a, a great villain. He was a good villain to show like one of, he, he was good to to show one of like one of Bruce's Rose gallery. And yeah, we've seen him in other movies before, but I thought this was probably one of the best portrayals um, that we've had. And shout out to, uh, to Paul Dono who played the Riddler and also had a significant hand in the character design and in the costume design as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of these comparisons that I, I've seen that he mentioned in interviews and even that you can just draw uh, just from watching the films like, you know, this Riddler is the Zodiac killer, basically, mm. um, just like cranked up even higher, uh, you know, obviously thrown over the top because it's a book character, you know, but um, I thought overall this Riddler was cool. I thought his kind of DIY looking costume was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest with you the vibe it gave me um was oh god well it was a horror movie this this always stuck with me uh from when I was a kid I, I want to say I know what you did last summer whichever one was the one where the guy had the hook because it was almost like he was wearing like a raincoat like I almost think like that a was rain I know what you did out. last
0: summer I think
1: yeah 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 and um it I just it was menacing man and it was even to see it like bogusly replicated uh, by his like kind of followers afterward, um I, I just I thought it did everything it was supposed to do. I thought everything about it was was done correctly, and it you know it served as a good foil because at the end of the day, you know, he even says it, he's not brawn, he's brains yeah he's not gonna he can't beat batman in a straight-up fight probably can't beat anybody in a straight-up fight but again you know for all the things and that was kind of sort of like the point he was trying to get at right yeah for all the things that batman can do and for all the things batman is able to do with his strength and all of that he couldn't stop that city from getting flooded right he couldn't stop a lot of different things that took place just because of the amount of meticulous planning and things that went into um, everything that the Riddler did. I mean, you know, that's who the character is. I mean, we it, it made. We didn't get uh, a green suit. We didn't get.
0: Well, oh, I no. Mean, the, all, the camp, all the camp was taken out but of this the in the best way possible. Was gone. It was, the that was, was, gone. was. Dude, he was. That was creepy. the right choice.
1: Yeah. Like, Riddler felt like it, again, it felt grounded. It felt real. Riddler felt
0: like a character
1: that like that felt real well when it i said like riddler q i
0: wasn't kidding like this yeah like the like it was the same vibes um yeah it felt like that could have happened for real yeah and i was gonna say too um oh man it was escaping me just now no but as you were talking like you know what it made me think of baron Where? zemo it well he just went by zemo in civil war but like with time and patience when a man, I'm paraphrasing, but he says something like, when a man possesses these things, he can do anything, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And my dude definitely had that in spades. Like, he had to have been working for at least two years because he basically admitted to Batman being his inspiration. He thought, like, especially uh, during the Bron and Brain speech, he was basically saying, like, yeah, man, Mm -hmm. we're going to be a dynamic duo. I'm glad you're here because now we can watch this together, referring to his final act and also referring Mm -hmm. to him assuming that Batman knew everything that he was about to do. Um... But uh, one funny comment I had, and I don't know, Matt, if you ever watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. um, but Paul Dano as Riddler reminded me of, I believe, Liam McPoyle. uh, Patience
1: and experience. Sorry. The the quote just came to me. Uh, uh, He said, uh, a man can do anything if he has patience and experience.
0: Yes. Right. Um, But No. uh, paul dano as riddler with the was it the bowl cut like, like mm-hmm. that was that was literally just a mcpoil like Liam McPoyle right there especially when he was like i when he started like yelling i was like oh this is like you will call her if anyone's ever watched. man it's always sunny philadelphia for real he's got that, McP- <laughs> that mcpoil energy but
1: yeah uh, but paul dano is another guy that's incredibly malleable as an actor you need to look into more of his work as well he oh gosh man he's a fantastic actor i've seen him do all types of things well, that was I, like perfect casting but go ahead
0: i will say too like even though it made me think of McPoyle, i thought his reaction to when bruce is like saying it's like dude this is all in your head you're you're crazy you're just going to be a loser no one's going to remember you and him going like no no, no. like freaking out I was like, <laughs> that was the right choice i feel like like that is how that character would react I want to say, Um, his acting was brilliant, uh, and I and
1: I like that they did also maintain um that sort of relationship Riddler has with Batman, where he yeah. thinks Batman like you know Riddler, regardless of it's like an unrequited love to do and stuff like that. Yeah, but he has a little bit of that megalomania, right? Yeah. Like he's a little bit of that. I'm the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, you know and um i just i thought the portrayal and i thought the design and all of that i i thought it was all done really really well
0: most definitely um yeah and i think uh the one last comment i have on Riddler was like at the end of the day he was just a bookkeeper slash accountant. but don't sleep on bookkeepers and accountants they see things yeah. in the numbers that other people won't see like Man. he unraveled that whole a renewal project off of the numbers dude like, off a ledger bro off a ledger like bro that's... just
1: and he was going through the paper bro was going through yeah. ledgers from way back dude the devil dude. was in the details, man for real man,
0: that works on a few levels <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. for real
1: like if that applies in His this meticulous movie planning? in so many ways yeah
0: um listen like all the casting choices were great. Everybody who had a hand in this film did a great job. Um, I got—I feel like that's uh, that's the only other thing I had in terms of character design. Uh, oh wait, no, okay, this wasn't in my notes, but we gotta we gotta give John Turturro his flowers. We gotta give John Turturro Again, man, his flowers. The casting was done correctly. Come on, man, it, Carmine it, Falcone, John Turturro,
1: another malleable actor. They got all people who can act. Everybody that can act, this
0: dude as Carmine Falcone was legit terrifying. Um, like that, I liked
1: his portrayal. He he played a a slow speaking, kind of smooth, but you felt menacing Italian gangster. He's a man. Yeah, like, what do you know? I'll be out of jail soon. Whatever, everything that stays with me, like,
0: yeah, (laughs) shout out dude, he's in control (laughs) 100%. Like, man, just. They they really knocked like you said they knocked it out of the park with the casting. They knocked it out of the park with the writing, the directing, the cinematography, the prosthetics, the special. They effects. gave him the scars he, in his face too. Oh my goodness, man! He like, got the he got the face scratches from uh from Selena. Yep. Like, oh man! And then, I, I you know, what, let's just get to the other thoughts at this point. Then we'll, we'll we're almost at the rating section, folks. We're almost at the rating section. <laughs> but but um okay, so these are. Thoughts slash questions slash predictions. Um, my first thought, the way that Batman fixates on Mayor Mitchell's son uh, throughout the whole film, like that kid is at quite a few significant events. When he discovers his dad is dead, when he's about to get run over by the truck. When Batman makes the change into a hero, he is the first person to grab his hand to like, you know, get guided through the wreckage inside a Gotham square garden, which was really like the daily, uh, the Thompson center. Right. Um, But I feel like he might become the next Robin. Well, okay. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but it's like, they're planting the seeds enough to where it's like, okay, if he does, if Bruce does end up scooping him up, right. Or he becomes like a Tim Drake where he figures out Bruce's identity. I don't know. I don't know. But it feels like, That they're setting up in a way where it's like at least Bruce is fixated and maybe empathizes with the kid for losing his parent um but I don't know man he could be a Robin and then it was just interesting like the kid just could not catch a break throughout this whole week that this movie takes place in like he just lost his dad he almost got killed now he's like in a in a stadium about to drown (laughs) like like homie just could not catch a break but I thought uh, yeah, I thought that they might be planting the seeds for a Robin, or at least, I don't know, man, but what'd you think? Um, You're
1: not the only person that I've talked to that said that. I didn't get that vibe, man. I just thought, I felt like, more or less, the reason that the kid was so significant was because Bruce drew so himself. many...
0: Huh? Your yeah. reminds himself.
1: Yeah, Bruce drew so many parallels that, here's this kid who loses his father he at least still had his mom yeah but he lost his dad to an act of violence that he even you know at his age he's not gonna understand right and bruce i'm sure bruce didn't understand when it happened to him i mean shit if he understood he wouldn't he wouldn't be a cape crusader you know what i'm saying right um but i think more than anything he was He was used almost as our vehicle. He was damn near our replacement for seeing Bruce's parents get killed. He was our Bruce, our Bruce Wayne origin story. You know, that's a good call-up. That was kind of how I felt. um, That's how I felt. That's what I felt. That kid's role in the film was. (laughs) He was our Bruce Wayne. That lends
0: itself. So he could be a Robin.
1: (laughs) like, shit, I mean, yeah, like I guess he might just be. pick
0: up a cape and cow himself. And then Batman's like, what are you doing, kid? you are doing it this way, right? Yeah, but it, he could be could a Robin eventually become recruited that. Could be by anything. different means. It's not necessarily that Bruce is gonna adopt him, it's just like, oh uh, you know, yeah. I don't I'm know. totally
1: open to that shit, changing up and switching and things. Because they're like already
0: that. they're t- they're already taking artistic license with Batman's origin, right? With the little that they gave us. Um I thought the shotgun blast to the chest by that Elmer Fudd Riddler dude um I'm was interesting um you know what i'm talking about bro yeah uh but he I like know exactly what you're talking was about. that like we talked about this offline too and i, I remember hit his ass talking about this with that like share friends. subscribe but <laughs> 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 but but did that Va- did batman did batman inject himself with concentrated adrenaline or was it venom
1: isn't Venom concentrated adrenaline? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I mean, I, I'm just going to say I, it could have been if they said that they, that he used like some small version of it or whatever, or some th- something that will eventually become uh, Venom. Cool. Um, I, I When I saw it, though, I just felt like he shot himself in the leg with adrenaline. I thought it was um, adrenaline,
0: too. I mean, if we're going to throw.
1: Go ahead. You throw a little plot armor on it. It's yeah. just adrenaline because adrenaline, even in that situation, would not have got him up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, but we also are talking about Batman, so right, you that know, Sometimes that's all problem. you need, sometimes yeah. that's all you need, man.
0: And so. I mean, I'll throw another theory out there, too. If we're gonna throw Venom, why don't we throw in uh, well, shout out to the Arrowverse, I can't believe I just said that. Uh, but Deathstroke serum, like Mirakuru or whatever, like he has in him that like turned him into Deathstroke, right? Like, did he mm. shoot himself up with that? Um, I also like how he. The dude's so prepared, he had a little port in his suit to inject the stuff.
1: In yeah, because he knew what time it was. Look, dude. man, you can't be out there literally putting yourself, like, against the odds constantly. Like, this dude is always putting himself in harm's way, of, like, against all odds. He's, it's me versus six niggas in a hallway with machine guns.
0: Okay, okay, I'm gonna throw something else at you, too. Wouldn't it be cool to see if there were other versions of the suit? Meaning, like, this was the fun because he's been doing it for two years. Did he have that suit ready to go out the gate? Like, was he ready for all scenarios? Like, because you know, Batman's owned his preparedness. But I mean, that's like this a is more probably seasoned I, Batman. I feel like he iterated on the suit after like every significant encounter or something like that you know what i mean yeah that's what i felt like i felt like this suit was a culmination of
1: the things he's had to deal with so far
0: right like Like,
1: this is these are the things he knew he was going to have to prepare for and if bulletproof was not at the very top of that list i don't know what else. i feel like he might have
0: started with bulletproof right i don't think he had a flying squirrel suit at the gate Bro, there had, was. I don't think he had the adrenaline port out the gate. Like, I feel like that, that man was got a pistol port on
1: him damn near every time he showed <laughs>
0: yeah, up. It's, so, it's, Oh, can we talk about grappling hook through somebody's leg? Well, that's okay. That's the, no guns, right? But he'll shoot a grappling hook Woo! through somebody. But anyway, uh, also, talking about Elmer Fudd, not the Riddler, just the cartoon character, it just made me think wait, Elmer Fudd's been hunting with a shotgun this whole time. Like, Wildling. why? Like, how does he have any usable meat left? That's neither here nor there. Still Warner <laughs> Brothers. But um, okay. Yeah. Talked about the Riddler and McPoyle, right? Um, but okay. So it's like basically Batman's existence. Let me know what you think about this theory right here. In this movie, is what gives birth to the first generation of supervillains.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's always that theory, right? That yeah. like his existence, um, right? Yeah, there's 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 always that theory that like. This happens because of him. He's the conduit. Batman yeah. is a conduit for craziness. Yep. But I would argue, you know, Riddler didn't show up because of Batman.
0: Well, so Riddler, show.
1: Go Riddler ahead, go is ahead. not a result of Batman. Riddler is a result of the corruption in the city and yes. all the other stuff. But so is Batman. But I think
0: the Batman conduit, inspired him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think the conduit- uh, for trouble in general is just Gotham. Like I said, yeah. Gotham is a whole character in this film. Yeah. So, you know, it just feels like it felt like overall. Um, it felt like overall all of this because again, like he's mad at Thomas. He's not mad. He you remember you gotta remember like even when brute when Batman comes the into, into contact with Riddler. Yeah. yeah. When he comes into contact with Riddler, even in that in the, uh, when he's already in Arkham. It's not about Batman. It's about the city paying.
0: Yeah. It's
1: about the politicians pan. Everybody that was involved. Yeah. Batman is—he's just taking Batman on a ride. Well, because he, he knows he Batman
0: and his partner. Like, remember, yeah, exactly. He Batman was his he partner. It's like we're doing he didn't this. Together. Look at when him. Me, yeah, I we're didn't have doing the, this. I didn't
1: have the brawn. That's where you came and helped me out. Yeah, we're doing this on two different ends. That was how yeah. I looked at it. So I—I I didn't take it as um, Batman drew him out. I, you know, he definitely had a hand in it, but that shit was more about how he was
0: filming well this is something i couldn't remember um correct me if i'm wrong but it's like by the time that first murder happens in the movie was the riddler already established as the riddler like i couldn't remember if he had a pre-existing crime streak no that this was his first one this is the first one and then he just in the car did he dub himself as the riddler because i can't remember. No, the, remember the city if dubs
1: first- him as that
0: he doesn't go necessarily by anything. They okay. start calling
1: him the Riddler because he just is using remember. that question mark. Yeah, but he's every, there's riddles in everything that he does. Yeah. Remember the first, because um, he's he's even going through it saying that like this is all going to come to an end at, at such and such point. But he was starting with the mayor. The mayor was his first body.
0: Right. Right. I just so couldn't they, remember. Like no, all the other stuff makes sense. I just couldn't remember if. He had already been established as the no, Riddler, or if no? No, there's that, that was the uh, Riddler's remember. not established yet
1: because okay. his his literal his literal first appearance is when we see him in the movie. Okay, so that was he, how we know that's how he, he really did to cause exist. all
0: this smoke in one week. In okay. a week, no, okay. bro, he's a dog. He's <laughs> an absolute dog. Um, um, so then next thought I had, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and this is kind of a funny one, but and maybe I already mentioned this during the discussion. I said it so many times, but you know, you could almost hear Batman's butthole unclench when he realized Ooh. that Riddler didn't oh, know God. that he was Bruce Wayne. You can see the unclenched. relief in his
1: eyes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, uh-oh.
0: <laughs> uh-oh. As said, his camera's here. He needs to shut Wayne. up. <laughs> like, yeah, he okay, kept so on this, saying it. This is another thing we talked about offline, too. But it's like, that whole conspiracy theory wall is still up in his apartment. Somebody on Gotham PD is going to put two and two together. Like, it wasn't even close. Uh, like, it wasn't even hidden, dude. Like, it was all like, Batman, the real you. You know, like Bruce Wayne. I was like, somebody is going to see all the pieces there. Like, Batman could at least take his, like, you know, trusty bat spray paint that he probably has in his utility belt to just spray mm-hmm. across it or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, but, but you
1: never know. I mean, look, the, when everybody is focused on the people, no one's like... No I'm one's just, thinking about who Batman is because everybody is worried about. Oh, man, this motherfucker flooded a city,
0: right? But I'm
1: he just flooded saying a was, major
0: city, bro. bro look, look, hey, Matt, there was some like convenient blindness. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> look, man, obviously, but, but check obviously, this out. Obviously, the whole but, that's what the whole
1: shit was about. That was yeah. Riddler's whole point. It's a lot yeah. of convenient blindness around. You went this through bitch, unseen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's a whole lot of convenient blindness. That was his whole thing, but it, and I think just his plot in general, I'm way less worried about who Batman is when the mayor gets killed. Right. I'm right, way right, less right. worried about who Batman is when a police commissioner gets killed, when a captain is gets his head blown up on Instagram live. I'm a lot less worried about Batman right now. Cause last time I checked, Batman, Batman out here, you know, putting motherfuckers in the ICU but right. Batman is not out here wilding
0: like that. You right. know what I'm saying? So right, uh, right. Speaking of the mayor getting shot, uh, I didn't like that the the dark skinned black woman uh, who was the mayor like getting shot. I didn't like that. Like I didn't was, like that was... they
1: called her Real, and I'm looking at R E A L being real. Yeah. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah.
0: But whatever. Well, hey, hey, that, <laughs> but but I didn't like that, and the fact that with all the With all the crime going on in Gotham that they show in the opening, it's the gang of colored folks (laughs) that get beat up by Batman first. You know what I mean? Like I just... I mean, they weren't. Look, that was a choice. Yeah, I I I, didn't get the feeling that
1: they was all colored people. Um, I I felt they was all in face paint. They was all wearing face paint, brother. I don't know. I don't know that they was black. Matt. I only know one dude was kind of. Matt. Look, he they were the- black and brown for
0: sure. Like Matt. But <laughs> like, listen, it
1: was Matt. it was real. Brother. Stop Asian hate in the beginning. That's brother
0: all I'm Matt. saying. Okay. Right, right. But brother Matt, you know, <laughs> brother Matt. <laughs> it's it's like, dark in know. the theater. I don't know. You, hey, I can't Hey, say <laughs> hey this comes from the dude who was talking about how Brock is black because he holds his hand up to the screen. <laughs> like, come on, bro. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, moving, on. <laughs> moving on. Um, uh, uh, we talked about we talked about how there's so much to got oh shout out to arkham asylum and the riddler trophies bro um and then shout out to just uh getting url after penguin like called about their stupidity for el rata alada uh bro. getting url from that is the exact reason why i never found all the riddler trophies in the Arkham games because i am not that clever uh <laughs> but but man shout out detective batman bro um, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out uh, Martinez too for for like getting the the carpet tucker. I think we talked about that earlier, but I gotta yeah. mention it again.
1: The it there was a lot of good detail. There was a lot of good detective work. I think we got a lot of just good things overall. Um, yeah, we got a lot of the things that even you know off air and things like that that we had discussed. We got a lot of those things, almost definitely. Um, which so. So, then I just gotta ask you, TJ, how you feel about the movie overall? Like, how many battle rings you give in this?
0: Uh, Before we get to the battle rings, I gotta make one more comment, and I think you'll agree on this, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We gotta give a shout out to Cody Garbrandt and apparently his twin brother for making this movie. (laughs) Oh my God. I didn't even know he was cast in the film, but there he was, and there were two of them. They Um, got banged on in there. (laughs) uh, if, no, no, if all if that's what it leads Garbrandt, you to, that's to what Cody it goes to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Cody Garber. I just thought, I just man, thought but, it was kind of funny. Um, yeah, but, dude, dude definitely did look like, those. The, the guy that played
0: those twins definitely resembled Cody Garber. It was a strong something, especially you got in all the neck tattoos and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. back to the rating, bro. Uh, I'm going to give this, in terms of five batterings, 4.9. I could give it a five. I'm open to giving it a five. Um, It's just like in terms of a Batman movie, especially taking into consideration our last episode or episode eight, like this delivered in terms of Batman in a lot of ways. Like this is, we have not had a Batman film like this at all. Uh, Mm -hmm. What'd you think, man? How would you rate it?
1: You know, if I, if I, if I actually had to just give it a rating, um, which I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know what, man? I, I'm going a, I'm to a rock with it on a five. Yeah. I'm going to give it a five. I'm give not it mad a at five, that. Five Battle Rings out of five. Uh, and just, I'm going to keep my final thoughts on it brief. I felt like just because the casting was done very well, um, this is one of the better Batman portrayals we've had. Now, obviously, recency bias is a big thing. Right. So, you know, I, I'd have to go back. But in, in terms of a singular Batman movie, if we never get another Batman out of this universe again, which we I we not I doubt won't. it. I, I doubt, doubt that it. we won't, just considering yeah. all the spinoffs and shit are already the, starting to I get mean, greenlit.
0: I mean, the box office numbers? I mean, come on. But Yeah, no,
1: that's, it's undeniable. But it just... Hey, but also DC. Remember that. True. Um, Going all the way with it, I think I would just give it five out of five. I felt like all the actor portrayals were done correctly. The casting was done very well. The suit. Um, you know, all movies have their little faux pas and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I felt like in terms of what I got, that movie is called The Batman and that's what the fuck I saw. I yeah. saw The Batman. Yeah, That's what I got a chance to see. I didn't have to see, you know, uh, I didn't see a rogue that I hadn't seen before, but I saw one in a way that where it was portrayed in a way that we would want to see it yes um in a way that was more modernized a lot more contemporary and a lot more grounded um and that that really just I, I was giving all all the things I had on my checklist that I wanted to see in a Batman movie I got them so for that if no other reason it gets five out of ranks for me
0: what about you um I agree with everything you just said and for me it's just one, Other than
1: the cat woman, the catwoman mask. That shit was ass. Yeah, but, the
0: mask okay. was like especially like put together with that suit. It didn't make sense. Like I'm girl, like, what is this? What is this Tyler creator ski mask you're doing? Can, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> but uh <laughs> so like, but no, nah, dude, it's like it hit everything and then some. Um I still th- this this will be my final thought. I still like Ben Affleck as Batman, but I'm gonna give Robert Pattinson his flowers. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, in my opinion, has the best chin, but Robert Pattinson's chin ain't no slouch in that cow. I was actually <laughs> surprised by how much I was like, "Yo, he's got he's got a good chin." The chin is important. Listen, <laughs> it's like yeah, we're it talking about DC superheroes or superheroes in general. That chin is important. It 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 projects strength, right? And if you if you if you think I'm being foolish, just focusing on the chin, you don't know about superheroes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna say. But um, but no, Robert Pattinson had a good chin, good vibes as Batman. Um, dude, the ending scene riding away on the motorcycle, that was mm-hmm. like, that was icing. Um, I I don't know how to explain. It. Like, if 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 you made it this far to the to the rating section. And let's say you had your doubts about seeing the movie and you just like mm-hmm. listen to all these spoilers, go see mm-hmm. it, man. Even with the spoilers, you're still gonna have a good time. Um, it was just good, man. I'm I'm above my 4.9 to five. Like the I don't I don't feel like it means improvements per se. Um just everything like it's like when you watch a Marvel film and it's like, okay, you can tell that, you know, Kevin Feige was looking over this and like the director and the writers actually, you know, care about the source material. Like this movie felt like a love letter to the fans of the comic books. Um, if I'm being 100% honest and like, I felt it, I saw it. Yeah. I got nothing else to add other than thank you guys for listening to our first review. Um, Every time we see a movie that hits the culture or at least stuff we like, uh, we'll try to get a review out there. But uh, thank you guys for listening, for rocking with us. If you're coming from like Reddit, Instagram, uh, one of the uh, the podcast platforms, whatever. Or just right? on we, YouTube and or you just on YouTube, us. Like, we we appreciate you. Like, just thank y'all. You got anything yeah. else you want to say, Matt? Please like, please share, please give us a follow.
1: Um, you could check us out on where on whatever your preferred uh platform for podcasts are mm-hmm. that's more likely where you can find us and now mind you pod. uh i appreciate you guys listening we enjoy doing these uh as always we also will take you know we look for the criticism we look for the constructive and you know if you want to be an asshole and be non-constructive that's fine too like You know, it's engagement. It's engagement. Right. If that's how you feel. But, you know, we're always open to to any criticism, any commentary, anything like that. But I'm just appreciative to anybody that listens and, you know, just shares your time with us and checks out our thoughts on the show. So or just checks out our thoughts on any shows, any movies, whatever. So I'm appreciative
0: of it. Thank you all. And on that note, we'll see you next episode. Peace. Peace out.